Um, it's a beautiful, ongoing thing, and I think that, for me personally, is prayer, just communicating with God throughout the day, being in His presence, seeing Him at work in my life, and it makes me thankful. I have the God of, of the universe inside of me. Um, God helps me to live from a place of peace because He's living inside of me, and that helps me to operate in faith. If God from the universe is inside of me, I can walk with Him, and I don't have to worry about the circumstances that are around me. Um, God is good. We know God is good. We are His children, and He loves us. God wants what's best for us, what's best for me. He wants to bring His kingdom to earth through us, through me. Hallelujah. Um, so, when circumstances don't line up with the Word of God, I speak the Word of God to my circumstances and in the world. Um, I say to the, to the world what God's Word says. I see in my spirit what I believe in faith regarding those circumstances. Things are changing. Prayer for me is thank you, God. I remember Dave Duell was sharing uh, from here, and he taught me something when he was sharing about our prayer should be a prayer of thankfulness. It's already done in the Word of God, and, and God has declared it. It's my job just to work it out. So my prayers are prayers of faith. Here's what my wife and I pray every night. Thank you, Jesus, for drawing my brother close to you. I'm believing it's happening. Thank you, God, for healing Grandma Pomp. I'm just thanking the Lord. It's, it's done in the Word, and I'm just believing it, praying it out. Thank you, God, for good sleep tonight. Hallelujah. Then I live it, walk in it, sleep in in it, that, you know, God promised us good sleep, and, and I act as if the answer's already been manifested. Hallelujah. Isn't that a life of faith, walking what we believe? And isn't that what God wants of us? The results of my prayers are in God's hands. I don't need to worry. I just walk it out. In my sphere of influence, in work, at school, on social media, we walk it out with the people that we are with every day. And we pray that this nation will realize God's love for us. We pray that our enemies will respond to His love. And I'm going to lead us in a quick prayer for that right now. Thank you, God, for bringing your miraculous love and healing to this nation, to groups of people in this nation who are motivated by anger and hatred, Lord, I thank you that your love is permeating those lives and you are drawing the lost home to you at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Um, I just want to thank everyone who has been faithfully praying, regardless of where you are for our nation, for, for the time that we're living in. It, it is a very critical time, and I just thank everyone for praying. And um, Since last Sunday, there's been a, 
a 24 presence here in the church of people praying Cindy hasn't left the church since last Sunday. And uh, I just want to give a special thanks to everyone who, who made an effort and, and was able to come and, and pray with us because I tell you what, uh, whenever people came to pray with us, the, the level of Holy Spirit just rose every single time. And they were just such special times of prayer. And especially, Diana, I want to thank you. She came every single night and was here until wee hours of the morning and then stayed all night Friday night and halfway through Saturday, most of the day Saturday. So thank you. But, you know, I was asked to share about, you know, kind of what happened and a recap of what happened this last week. And I don't even know where to where to start, really. Um, you know, we had lots of intercession for our country, for the elections, that there would be integrity, that God's people would be elected into these open seats in the House and Senate, obviously in the presidency, in, in the state legislature, the judges' seats would be filled with men and women of righteousness and integrity, men and women who will rule as God would rule, who will rule um, with righteousness. Um, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of prayer for the Red Lake Indian Reservation. Um, there are neighbors to the north. It's it's a a sovereign nation, and uh, there was just a, a deep intercession that came forth uh, for the the people of Red Lake. There was a lot of prayer for uh, repentance, um, for a cleansing of the bride, for Holy Spirit revival to fall on this nation, for God to sovereignly move and to cause an awakening to happen in this country. I mean, let's face it, you know, no matter what happens in this election, if God doesn't sovereignly move on this nation, if we do not have a move of God on this nation, we're toast. I mean, it doesn't make any difference what happens in this election. What we need is a sovereign move of God in this nation. Mm, last night, <clears throat> last night I had a dream. And I don't have a, I don't have a lot of dreams, you know, that are significant or spiritual, at least that I'm aware of. Three, I think, in my life that I can really identify. One happened about 32 years ago. I had another one about eight years ago. And then I had one last night. <clears throat> and it wasn't a... <clears throat> it's a pretty simple dream. I was uh, looking at a clock and it was like a... Uh, one of those old 
the clocks that you'd see in a school or a, a government building, you know, big white dial with large hands. And the clock was reading about five after six. And in my dream, I'm thinking, oh good, I've got, I've got time to get ready. You know, I'm, I've got about an hour to get ready. And as, you know, those thoughts are going through my mind in the dream, all of, all of a sudden I see the, the minute hand rotate down to the four. And then it rotated over to the eight. And then it rotated up to the 11. And then it rotated all the way around back to the three. And I'm thinking, wow. I'm already late. <clears throat> and you know, I think there's a couple of different ways you could interpret a dream like this. You know, <clears throat> the days that we're living in are certainly accelerated. I mean, just, just imagine what's happened in this year alone. Our, the time is just accelerating like nothing we've ever seen before. But I think that because my attitude, when I first looked at the clock and I was thinking that I had time to get ready, I think actually the meaning probably has more to do with, let's not be deceived. We don't have as much time as we may think we do. We need to get ready. We need to get ready personally, corporately, we need to be ready for the things that are coming here. And as I shared this with uh, Cindy, she related to me a, a passage that had come up earlier this week out of Second Peter chapter 3. And this chapter is talking about the day of the Lord. And in verse 14 it says, Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, referring to the, the, the coming of the Lord, be diligent to be found in him in peace, without spot and blameless. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. And then also I want to read verse 17. You, there, you therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, be, be, beware, lest you, also from, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just, you know, this, this week, I think Cindy would agree that it, it's probably changed us more than anything. And uh, I just have a profound realization of the impact that the prayers of a few people can make 
on a country. I mean, when Daniel prayed, Daniel moved one man. Didn't even have the, the permanent indwelling of the Holy Spirit like we do. Was prayed and he moved kings. He moved the heavenlies. And praise God. Morning. Thank you for sharing. Hallelujah. And in a little bit, I've asked Adam to come and share a little bit on prayer as well. So we'll take a couple of minutes and look at the word here. <coughs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you. You open our hearts. You speak to us by your spirit, and there's no other voice that we long to hear but yours. Thank you, Father. Amen. <clears throat> I asked the worship team to uh, sing Keith Green's song. Oh, oh Lord, you're beautiful. And we just want to thank the worship team for last minute notice and did a great job. Hallelujah. But that song, When Your Face When Your Eyes Are On My Face, Your Grace Abounds Toward Me. What an amazing thought that whenever I'm before the Lord, whenever he's personally, intimately involved with me, there's not condemnation, there's not fear. Your grace abounds toward me. Is that the view that we have of our God? We're in union with him. And as John says, when we know that he has heard us, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. Hallelujah. And this week I was thinking about this old hymn, Sweet Hour of Prayer. Let me just read one of the verses here. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, the joys I feel, the bliss I share. Of those whose searching spirits burn with strong desires for thy return. With such I hasten to the place where God, my Savior, shows his face and gladly take my station there and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. And some of these old hymns, you read them and you just start to imagine the personal experience that they, the writers had with the Lord in their times with him. 
And here he's talking about a group of people coming together and seeking God. And he says, where God, my Savior, shows his face. And that's our desire, our passion. Here, as we worship him, as we look into his word, as we fellowship together, that he will show his face. We invite you to come, Lord, and reveal by your spirit the depth of your character, the depth of your personality. I just want to share a couple of things this morning on the discipline of prayer. The discipline of prayer. So we can go ahead to the book of Ephesians here and just look at some of the uh, things that happen as we make our life a life of prayer. You know, when we begin our the journey of a prayer life, it isn't always thrilling to our flesh. You ever had the flesh not want to pray? You know? As we discipline ourselves, as we seek His face, as we grow, as we press in, over time it becomes more and more just the common place that I yearn to be in. I remember uh, John Osteen back in the 80s, he talked about how he was starting this prayer life and he'd pray and set himself aside to pray and the phone would ring and his flesh would say, that's the President of the United States. You better get that. Well, it wasn't, but... <laughs> so the flesh, you know, it gets uneasy in prayer. But, well, when we, dis- we can train ourselves to enter in. We can train ourselves. We can train our flesh. And it becomes more and more of a glorious experience. Ephesians 6 and verse 18 in the Amplified. Could you all read this with me? Pray at all times on every occasion in this every season in the spirit with all manner of prayer and entreaty to that end keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance interceding behalf for all saints God's consecrated people. Amen. So let's examine this a little bit today. The discipline of prayer keeps us in constant awareness of the presence and move of the Spirit. When we set ourselves to pray, the Holy, we're, we're in connection with God, but His Spirit lives within us and He's there connecting with us as we're reaching out to the Father. It keeps us in constant awareness of the presence and the move of the Spirit. Pray at all times and every occasion, every season, in the Spirit. Every kind of prayer that we offer is in the Spirit. We think of tongues, of course, as being a spiritual prayer. My Spirit prays. My Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, prays within me. But the gift, the prayer of faith, you know, we're, we're, we're praying faith by the Spirit. He's the one that gives us faith. As we hear the word of Jesus Faith comes by the Spirit into our heart. Then he energizes our prayer. He's with us in the release of that prayer of faith. The prayer of thanksgiving, you know, worship. 
The Spirit of God is right there with us, the prayer of agreement with others. We're looking for that connection as we agree together. Our hearts can be bound together and we can surrender to that unifying effect of the Holy Spirit so our prayers can be united. Hallelujah. And so Paul is saying here that every kind of prayer is to be offered in the Spirit. Amen. And so the, the prayer life that, that we have moves more and more from just a mental prayer, thinking prayer, to prayer connected to the help of the Holy Spirit. And so as we're praying, you know, Paul says, I'll pray with my mind, I will pray with my spirit. But when we're praying with our mind, according to things that we know about, isn't it great that he puts flashes of insight into us, gives us direction that's unique that we've never thought of before. He, he helps us in our prayer life. He helps us to have that, that ideas to pray that hit the mark. You've been praying with somebody and all of a sudden he gives you a flash of insight to pray according to a need and it, it's right on track with what, where, where they are in their life. Hallelujah. And so let's be aware that God wants to take our prayer life in all fashion, all facets, to a, to a place of more and more expression with and by the Holy Spirit. As we are disciplined to prayer, it says here that with strong purpose and perseverance. And this is the Holy Spirit. He's passionate. The Holy Spirit is a passionate person. He's jealous over us. He's jealous over our heart's connection to the Father. He's watching over it. It's a marvelous thing. Amen. He is zealous. He is jealous over our attention. The Spirit moves us to pray. He puts a desire and a passion for prayer within us and then energizes that prayer. Hallelujah. He's there. He's our helper all the time, but not only does he you know, give us added strength to our own strength, we, we, we come into union with his energy. We come into union with his passion. You ever been in prayer and you just have such a deep love for God? Such a deep love for the people of God? You know, God, the Spirit of God reveals to us and lets us experience his passion. Intercession, wow, we get, we get to feel the heart of God for people. And that causes us to labor in prayer. Amen. And so as we practice prayer, as we are disciplined to pray with strong purpose and perseverance, let's be aware of that going on within us. And when it happens, let's learn to surrender to the release of his glory. Amen.
Discipline in prayer helps us keep our words graceful. When we are connected to God, when we're reaching out to Him and we seek His face daily, we're making it a way of life. We're building a, a prayer life into our heart. I have found personally it just helps to keep have a grace in my in my words. Colossians 4, 6, let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity. For then you will be prepared to give respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith. Let every word you speak be drenched with grace. Well, that doesn't just happen as we talk. It comes from a life of prayer. Jesus spent so many hours just off by himself, praying, praying, praying. The, the early disciples, the apostles, when the church began to grow, and he said it's not, it's not even reasonable that we should devote ourselves to the, the task of serving people when we are called to pray and to study the word. This is what we're called to do. Amen. E.M. Bounds talks about some of the great people through history that moved, that God used them to move their city or their nation. And one of them said, I have so many things to do today. I shall have to spend the first three hours in prayer. Hallelujah. Lester Summerall said, he was talking about organizing your time, and he said, make a list of the 10 things you need to get done today. Do the first three and spend the rest of the time in prayer. Prayer is the stronghold of our life. Prayer is the foundation of our life. And lately we've been praying with people, and it's so beautiful that so many here pray the word. And that's the basis and the foundation of the prayers that they're offering. It's great that the Holy Spirit is with us to enliven those prayers and make them real. Are you committed to prayer today? Is that a way of life with you? And we can train ourselves so that when we set aside that time to pray, we're looking forward to it. We're running to the closet to seek the Lord. It's life. It's life. And so if that's, you know, if that's not what you're experiencing, don't give up. Just set your heart. I'm going to be disciplined to pray. I'm going to be disciplined to pray. And, you know, you don't have to have all the correct words or pray like somebody else. You just express the reality of your heart to the Father. You express the reality of your heart, of what's real in your life, your desires, 
And then you open your heart, Lord, what are your desires? Let me come into agreement with, with where your passion is. We get to encounter his presence. Ephesians 4.29 Let no foul or polluting language or evil word or unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. Ever come out of your mouth. We can, we can be disciplined and we can grow and the grace of God can grow within us where those kind of things will never come out of our mouth. We stub our toe and what? Glory to God. Amen. Isn't it amazing sometimes what comes out of our mouth in times of stress? Isn't that amazing? Well, when we listen to our mouth in times of stress, that's what's in the abundance of our heart. Hallelujah. It's like a, a sponge that's just, you sopped up some milk with it. How, how hard do you have to touch that to, to have some milk come out? You just barely touch it and you can see the milk bubbling up. Well, that's out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. And when we spend time in his presence, when we're praying and praying and praying and praying, there's just something happens by the Spirit of God. We don't change ourselves, but we're in his glory. We're seeking his face. You know, through the years, my desire has been to have the gifts of revelation, operation, healing, prophecy, Probably more of the gifts of revelation, word of knowledge, discerning the spirits, and healing. Those three have been predominant. But I have spent, when I would take over a church and walk around the sanctuary, the first two months, all I would do for like seven, eight hours a day was just take my guitar, worship, sing, pray. That was my job. We can charge the atmosphere that's around us with a prayer unto God. You can charge the atmosphere of your home with the glory of God. People will walk in and say, wow, there's, there's great peace here. Amen. But we have to be disciplined unto prayer. It doesn't happen because we just offer up a prayer these things take place because we're, there's a continuance. We make it a way of life. We reach out to him and reach out to him and reach out to him. And every time we call upon him, he draws near to us in that special manifested union of fellowship. Amen. Let no worthless talk ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others, as it is fitting to the need and the occasion that may be a blessing and give grace to, in God's favor to those who hear it. The only way that we can be in that position to speak those kind of words that hit the mark is if we've trained ourselves 
to be in prayer. We've disciplined ourselves to be in prayer. We're disciplined to be in his presence. So then when he begins to move, we recognize, we recognize that direction immediately. We recognize him. God's called us to this in this hour. I'm going to have Adam come up. Hallelujah. I had a schedule here, and uh, on the schedule, I had, you know, Andrew, five to ten minutes. Scott, five to ten minutes. Adam, five to ten minutes. Me, two hours and seven minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Praise God. It seems like you're finishing early, so I guess I get the balance. You you got to fill it up, yeah. (laughs) Amen. So I just asked Adam to share something, a personal prayer, where we can hear what God has taught us as individuals. We can catch principles for ourselves. Thanks, yeah. Just a, a couple aspects of prayer that the Lord has been teaching me through the years. Um, one being, and as he was speaking, I realized actually both of these could kind of fit under the discipline of prayer as well. Uh, but one of them is how many times have we uh, had somebody sharing a situation with us, a problem with us, or whatever, and we say, I'll pray for you. And then the conversation is over, and you go, and it, do we pray for them? Maybe we remember. Maybe we don't. But um, there is a way, you know, that we, can, that we can step into that and solve that problem. <laughs> And that is, instead of just saying, I'll pray for you, ask, ask that person, can I pray for you right now? Right here, right now. And, you know, if you haven't done that before, that can be a little bit of a, it, it feels a little bit scary at first. And sometimes, if you're not in, in the habit of doing that, it, the conversation's over and you're already down the road and you think, oh, I should have asked to pray for them. That's okay. The Lord's working on you. You're getting there. But I just want to encourage you to, to, to do that at the moment. Um, it's less strange than you might think. <laughs> Amen. Uh, what, what happens is it really brings the reality of prayer right into that moment where all of a sudden the problem is not the main focus anymore. The problem the person is describing becomes uh, something to pray about and instead of becoming the problem that dominates the conversation. Um, and also, think about this as well. You are inviting the presence of the Holy Spirit into that situation in a way that that other person may have never experienced before. And um, I have been amazed over and over how even even though in a lot of times it feels culturally, it feels like we shouldn't do that. That's crossing the line. But I'll tell you what, I've seen hearts be softened 
when you do that. People's hearts get affected when you take them before the throne of God. Amen. And when you invite the presence of the Holy Spirit to come and to touch them and to engage, uh, it, to intervene in their situation. So I, I encourage you to do that. That's something I've been learning. I don't always do it. Sometimes I still get going down the road and I, oh, I forgot. I should have prayed for them right there. But uh, thank the Lord. So it, it invites the Lord's presence right into that moment. Um, and also, if you do it that way, you, you are true to your word. I will pray for you. You will not forget. <laughs> um, a second aspect of prayer is, um, you know, we, we often think of prayer as conversation with God, either speaking to God or hearing from God. But there is this aspect of prayer of declaring God's word in prayer and proclaiming God's word in prayer. And when, when we do that, there is, when we pray out loud the word of God, it's like we're giving an entrance point for that word to be activated in this world. Um, the word of God has creative and unending power. The God who spoke everything into being, the God who said, let there be light, the God who created oceans with his word, the God who created elephants with his words. <laughs> Are, is there like an expiration date on the power of those words? I don't think so. The God, the, there's many scriptures in the word that say the word of God stands forever. And it stands in your prayer. And so um, I'd like to encourage you to pray with your eyes open and with your Bible open. Uh, find those things in the word. If you're, praying for, if you're praying for your nation and you don't know what to pray, find in Psalm 86 where it says, or is it 68? I got it mixed up now. But it says, all the nations you have made will come and worship before you, O Lord. Wow, there's an amazing thing to pray for your nation. Amen. God says our nation will come and worship before him. So we can pray in alignment. We can declare that over our nation in prayer. And so uh, remember that even in prayer, you are his ambassador. An ambassador is authorized to speak the words that their leader has given them to speak. You are the ambassadors of Christ here in this, in this world. And so we have to speak his word uh, in prayer. Not only in prayer, but certainly in prayer. Those were the, the two main things I had. Um, you also have me down here as... You want me to go ahead and pray and close yep, the service? pray and close the service, and then we'll invite anybody to come and pray that would like to. I missed that. We can have anyone come up and pray afterwards, too, but just kind of close okay. in prayer here. <clears throat> All right, well, just before, we, just before I pray about those two things for us, um, I just also want to encourage you... Um, you know, the Lord activates his giftings in us 
uh, as he desires. And I think there's a very true sense in that uh, as, as we go to vote, um, we are prophesying as we vote. Look at your vote as your prophecy of what you, of what you see and believe, uh, your prophecy over this nation. Um, and I would encourage you, if you haven't already voted, um, as you go to vote, pray as you vote. When you're there, right there, filling out the, filling out the circles or however it is you're voting, pray as you're voting um, as a prophetic uh, prayer over our nation. So, Lord, I want to thank you. Thank you for this amazing, beautiful thing you've given us that, that we call prayer. Thank you for this ability to interact with you and also to, um, to make that to be an entrance point for your uh, activating your word in this world. Father, I pray that you will take us um, further steps in our, our um, awareness in our ability to pray for people, uh, to pray for our neighbors, our families, people we meet in the street or in the store. Lord, activate in us um, the awareness to be able to say, oh, I should pray. I should ask if I can pray for this person and to give us the boldness to step into that. And Father, even as we, sometimes we're praying for a person we can see and we're with, but many times we're praying for for a, a city or a nation, Lord, that we, we, we're not face-to-face -face with them. But, Father, you give us your word to speak to them and to speak over them all the same. So, Father, we ask that you would, um, that you would teach us your ways in being a mouthpiece for your word in prayer, for, for speaking out, speaking forth your word in prayer over the things that that you give us to pray for. Father, thank you for making us your ambassadors. Lord, teach us your diplomacy. Teach us how to move as your ambassadors in this world. And Father, as, as, uh, as we in our nation vote, Father, would you, um, would you call into alignment with your word uh, the thoughts of the voters? and cause them to choose the ways that you desire. We ask in Jesus' name, and we thank you for your answers. We thank you that you are indeed the King of kings and Lord of lords. We thank you that your position is not uh, an elected one. <laughs> thank you that you reign eternal. You are the Ancient of Days and the Alpha and the Omega, and we are grateful to be your children. Thank you. Praise the Lord. God just gave me one word while I was sitting there. All morning long, this scripture keeps coming to me. And it's Psalm 68.1. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Oh, hallelujah. And so that should be our prayer for the next three days. The first, the second, and the third, we should be praying. This is the hour of prayer. This is the time 
to cry out to God for this nation, that God's will would be done. Hallelujah. So that we can stand up and shout when it's all over that God arose and his enemies have been scattered. Hallelujah. And we just declare that now. We prophesy that over the nation that God's enemies will be scattered. But God will arise when his people rise up in prayer. So it's not too late. There is still time. And God is calling on us to stand in the gap and make up the hedge about this nation and about the lost in this world. That revival fires would be kindled. That there would be a revival. And it would be the last time revival before the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's be part of it. Let's help usher it in. We can do that. And that's what God has called us to do in this hour. Amen. Hallelujah.